Come to us, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. Come. Amen. Please be seated. We might like to ignore our gospel for today with its dire foretellings and predictions of great distress among the nations and in the heavens and on the earth. It's tellings of people fainting from fear and foreboding because of what is coming upon the world. But know this, and if you don't get anything else out of what I say today, or any other time, remember this. Jesus did not say these things to frighten us, but to prepare us. Not to prepare us for terrifying and frightening things, but to prepare us for our redemption. You remember the story of Exodus? Before God had Moses lead God's people out of Egypt into the wilderness, out of slavery into a newfound freedom, great plagues fell upon Egypt. And those plagues not only affected the Egyptians, but the Hebrew people. But as devastating as those plagues were, they were precursors to the redemption that would soon take place and be realized for that Hebrew group of people. And the drama of redemption continues in the same way through time. Easter resurrection does not take place until after that horrible God's Friday crucifixion. So again I say this for emphasis. Jesus did not tell us these things about distress on the earth and in the heavens to frighten us, but to prepare us for redemption. Stand up. Raise up your heads. Your redemption is drawing near. The word redemption used in this text is the same Greek word meaning redeem from slavery. The Hebrew people redeemed from slavery in Egypt. God's people hereafter redeemed from slavery to anything that cuts us off and separates us from God. Sin, we call it. Do we understand? Do we see what's going on? God is doing the same thing over and over and over again. Same song, multiple verses, Afterwards, if I can say it that way. God is doing what God has always done. Redeeming after great tribulation and distress. Now the distress has gone on and on and on since the beginning of time. It always will. But in the midst of it, we're to look up and stand up and be joyful because our redemption is 
near. The kingdom of God is near. The Son of Man is coming in a cloud with great glory to redeem. Not to frighten, to redeem. To save for God. All of the trauma preceding that second coming of Jesus will seem catastrophic and cosmic. Not only involving the earth, but the sun, the moon, the stars, the very heavens themselves. The very powers of heaven will be shaken, we're told. The picture is of pangs of birth leading to the birth, our salvation. What has preceded is the whole created order in labor from beginning to now and until. And that birth will give rise to a wonderful world where evil will be ended. The whole created order, the whole created universe will be restored to God's design and God's purpose. I love that passage from Isaiah 65, which foretells of that new created order according to God's design and purpose. Behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. No more shall be heard the sound of weeping or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in this new creation an infant that lives but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. And dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. In the revelation to John, we also hear of that new world and that new age, the new heaven and the, earth and the new earth. This is from the revelation to John, chapter 21. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with his people. He will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself will be with them. And God will wipe away every tear from every eye. Death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. It is done. It is done. When I was age 20, I thought that I knew everything and didn't need to know anymore. Oh God. If I had known then what I would face from then to now, 
in terms of crises and traumas that we all face in life, I would have been so paralyzed in those tw that 20th year that I wouldn't be able to move forward one step in front of the other, one day after another. If I had known, thanks be to God, we don't know. But what I know now in looking back is this. It's been by the grace of God working through lots of people, including you all at Advent Church, that I've been able to endure and persevere. And the memories now are not of the traumas or anxieties of the past, but of getting through. Getting through it all and getting to what God has always intended for me in moments of life along the way. And I suspect, suspect that what has been true for me has been true for you or will be true for you who are still on that long, anxious, frustrating journey. So I say again for emphasis, these passages concerning end times and great distress are not to give a context for being afraid, but to give us a context for being joyful and hopeful. When will this take place? Well, let me read another passage from Mark's Gospel. I'm proof texting, but that's okay. That's using a text to prove your point, but it proves it well. In Mark's Gospel, the Gospel writer has Mark say this, has Jesus say this, But of that day or that hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch, for you do not know when the time will come. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. So what are we to do in the interim time between now and the then of redemption and salvation realized? We're to stay awake, be alert, note what is going on around us, and keep on keeping on in terms of doing what God intends for us in the given moment. Are you a parent or a grandparent? Keep on parenting and grandparenting as best you can in this moment of time. Are you married or partnered? Do your very best. The best that you can or even better than you can. God helping you in that relationship. Are you a student? Keep on learning everything that you can to your very best ability. Are you retired? What opportunities do you have for hands-on ministry? Are you not retired? What opportunities do you have for hands-on ministry through this community of faith? What are your time, talents, and treasure gifts that you can use, that you have access to through 
Advent Church, in terms of giving through Advent Church? Are you involved in community? Keep on being involved to your best of your ability. Are you in business? Are you a nurse, a teacher, an engineer, a lawyer, a musician, a doctor, a social worker? Keep on keeping on. Doing your best at all times in this given moment and according to these circumstances in which you find yourself. Are you ill? Concentrate on getting well and being well. Are you a Christian? Worship regularly and pray. Giving thanks to God in all things. Now that's a hard one. Giving thanks to God in all things. There's some things we'd like just to go away. Have you ever heard of Corey Ten Boom? She and her sister and family were citizens of Holland and Amsterdam back in the World War II days. And she and her family were imprisoned in World War II German concentration camps, death camps if you will, for giving uh, shelter, if you will, to Jews. Her sister died in one of those camps, as did her father. But she and her sister, before her sister died, found reason to give thanks in those concentration camps for fleas. What do you do if your dog or cat gets fleas? Anybody? You bathe them. You try to get rid of them. You don't want to be around them. If you leave home long enough, you'll get hundreds of, hundreds of fleas in your house. They'll just multiply. And then you have to do other things to get rid of them. We don't want any part of them. They found reason to give thanks for fleas. Because in their bed barracks at night their captors would leave them alone because of the fleas. And they had some night hours of safety from their captors who brutalized them horrendously. Some safety from their captors because of fleas. God used fleas to save some of his people from night brutality. They found ways to give thanks even for the fleas. Give thanks to God in all things at all times. And wait and watch and keep on keeping on. And then one day we'll look up. We'll look up and Jesus will be coming for us. To take us back to God. And to take us to what God has always intended for us. And for all. And for all things. And we will hear with our own ears God saying, It is done. Amen.